I'm Tina. I'm Meg. I'm Drea. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Part of My Stash, a podcast about the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Before we get into today's topics, let's see what we're working on this week. Jess? I'm still sewing the teeth down in my I Am Dragon shawl and still working on my Halloween. Nice. Drea? I am still plugging away on our Part of My Stash make-along for spring. I am doing the Amici Cowl by Greta Menson, and I am using Rebel Woolworks Glamping DK. Snow is melting into music. Very nice. It's coming mm. out really nice. Yeah, it's it a is. joy. It's a joy to work with. It's, it's really real soft. soft. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to like having this finished and having it like against my face. <laughs> Just as a shout out too, because we got some some of the the organic DK, which doesn't have the cashmere in it. Also very soft. Like, you can barely not, tell. You can barely tell. The I have difference. not touched that. It's really. You know nice. what? Before you leave tonight, I'll grab a skein from I'm downstairs and you to can give that. it a give it a feel. Give it a squish. Um, because squish. you really it, it the difference is like there is a difference, but minimal. They're minimal. they're both yeah. super. Soft, they're both really nice. soft. Meg, um, I am working on Delilah by Megan Jones, uh, which is a little dress for my daughter, and I'm making it out of KFI sport in. Vanilla Sky. It's beautiful. It's Thank really you. pretty colorway. Thank you. Nice. Dina? I am working on making some more preemie hats for the NICU. So I got some ultra soft acrylic, and I am plugging away at that. Very nice. Mm. Be sure to check out our website, partofmystash.com, for more information, as well as pictures regarding our current projects, patterns, and yarns. And now... Yakking about yarn with Tina. So for my segment for today, we are going to be talking about silver key stitches. Let me touch it. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to that point yet. (laughs) It's been sitting there all day. Okay. All night. I've been looking at it. I won't touch it. (laughs) Okay. Here. Okay. You can touch it. I'm going to talk about it and we'll go from there. Um, This is nice. (laughs) Shush, she's got to talk about it first. Talk about it. Silver key stitches. So uh, we went to the Connecticut Sheep and Wool Festival recently. And when we went there, I found these guys nearby another booth that we were visiting. And I was entranced by (laughs) their skeins. I was not going to buy yarn, and then I bought yarn. So, what a tragedy. I don't know why you set yourself up like that. I don't know. Every time. Every single time. Every time. I do not regret the purchase. So, Silver Silver Key Stitches is based out of South Windsor, Connecticut, so very close by, and the owner is named Joanna. Everything is handmade out of her own home studio. She learned to knit when she was young by her grandmother. She comes from a long line of women who sew. Besides her own hand-dyed yarns varying from yak to merino to silk fiber content, she also makes totes, cross-body bags, keychains, and much more. So today, even though you guys have already, like, grabbed them from me. I I couldn't (laughs) wait. Today, I have the Smush DK base in the colorway Rouge. Smush. 
made of 65% superwash merino, 20% silk, and 15% yak. It's so soft. Comes in 231 yards a skein per 100 grams. And I would say take a feel, but you already have helped yourself. I have already <laughs> caught the feel. I cannot so, help it. And to be fair, if you put the yarn on the table, I mean, we're going to grab it. It's just, it's just the so way it is. So go ahead, guys. Tell me your thoughts. I mean, it's called Smoosh DK, and it is smooshy. It is very smooshy. I want to, like, roll in this. That is, like, next to skin soft. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I want to I wanna live in this. Mm. I don't know if it's... I'm thinking it's the yak. Because or I've, the silk. Or the silk. Well, because yeah. I think it's I've both. Had, well, yeah, it's probably the combo. Because I've had um, skeins with merino and silk, and they're not as They're not luscious. as soft. Yeah. yeah the, that kind of luscious feeling. I yeah. feel like the yak and silk combo is really helping. That's what brings it all it's together. It's got a nice little halo on it, too. Yeah. It does. Just it's not mm. like, it's not like splitty, but it's got that nice. Yeah. And she has a super cute logo. Yeah. The I color like. is real nice, too. It's, yeah. The rouge. rouge. It's got a real. Uh, What's the price point? So it looks like, depending on the type of base you get, it can range from a, what she calls a half C, um, which is uh, her fingering weight, which is, starts at 1250 a skein, and goes all the way up to $30 for actually the Smush DK, or a Nimbus, which looks like it's also either a lace or a fingering weight. Ooh. Very reasonable for yeah, for yeah, yeah no, Very reasonable. It's about the norm. Yeah, I was going to say it's on, I would say it's on the um, yeah. lower end. For that fiber content? For that fiber yes. content. Yes. For that fiber content, that's, yeah. And oh, it's so soft. There is 231 yards in this game. Yeah. That's for the terrible. smoosh DK. Yeah. And for our main topic this week, we are going to be talking about, and I want to preface that Drea came up with this title. You're welcome. String theory. Is it difficult? And by string theory, we mean crafting with yarn. Yes. <laughs> Knitting, crochet. Crafting with strings. Yeah. The, the strings. Are they difficult? Yes. All strings attached. Well, I shouldn't say yes. I mean, I feel like knitting and crafting is only as difficult as you want to make it. I feel like it depends on how you learn. Yep. And what resources you use to learn said things. Yes. So if you're a visual person and you try to just read patterns and get it, oh no, I don't think that's going to work for you. And I feel like you you would think it's very difficult. But I feel like if you're a visual person and you go on YouTube to teach yourself, mm -hmm. you might find it to be very easy to pick up on things. Yeah. I, I think it really depends on how you approach it. I think it comes down to two things. Number one, um, is knitting hard? I, I don't, I can't speak for crochet cause I don't do it. Um, when you look at every single knit garment, it is made of two stitches, the knit and the purl. Mm -hmm. And you are just doing them in a variety of different ways. You might have some yarn overs thrown in. You might have some like knit two together, purl some seven together. No. <laughs> but at its heart, it's two stitches. Yeah. And um, I remember like, I want to say it was from Knitting Rules, Yarn Harlot saying that, you know, you have to remember that for centuries, knitting was considered like children's work. If a child can do it, then it's not that hard. Um, it is, it's all it is is muscle memory. Yeah. But by the same token, I think a lot of it has to do with your attitude going into it. And you need to acknowledge that like with every single hobby, craft, et cetera, that you pick up, you are not going to be good at it at first. True. And if you acknowledge that, that it's going to take some time and it's going to take some practice and some muscle memory, 
um, it's not going to seem as hard if you keep your expectations of what you're going to churn out first low. I really feel like one day we should like all post pictures of like our early projects on on the blog to show like, yeah, it's not good at first, guys. It's not going to be fantastic. Yeah, I don't have. We all the, start um, somewhere. I don't have the garter scarf anymore. Oh, I have stuff on. Ravelry. But I have the. Um, <laughs> I have photos from 2013. Yeah, it's and I made these hats, and I thought I was going to sell them. <laughs> but you know what? I'm proud of you for thinking that. I you did. know, like I was it's, really it's, proud of those hats. Yeah, be, well, and that's the thing. It's you. You were proud of yourself, and you should have been proud of yourself. And I feel like a lot of people get bogged down in like I'm not absolutely perfect at this thing right off the bat. And Jess is sitting there at the end of the table, probably looking at me with. Uh, with a lot of skepticism and thinking creative hippos, because that's literally me. Every time I try something new, I'm like, why am I not instantly fantastic I at this did thing? That last night. Did Let's you say look. creative hippos? <laughs> what? Creative, creative hippos? Creative hippos. Hypocrite. You've never heard that term before? Really? Yeah, creative hippos. you heard that? No. Wow. I actually thought of hippos knitting and got really confused. Same. Because I was, they're, they're, legs are so big like how would they be able to like would they be able to anyway go ahead <coughs> oh no you keep going <laughs> well can i throw in my tangent since yes, you're throwing you because it's been bugging me now when he threw in like that everything is just a knit or a pearl with a yarn over or something thrown in i am pretty darn sure that the first yarn over was created by someone forgetting to move the yarn back to the back of the work after doing a pearl <laughs> like it was a mistake like, like yeah. they just I, I feel like and then they, they were like, like oh, lace <laughs> Now it's an aesthetic. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna put holes in this on purpose. On purpose, yeah. <laughs> and then nobody can fault me for it. Yes. Nope. Hundred percent. That's headcanon. That's how, how it went. <laughs> I feel like that's the same with like a lot of stitches, though. Like a lot of the complex ones it just started as oh crap oh that actually looks kind of good let's try and replicate that. Oh, I dropped the stitches. Wait. Drop stitches. Drop stitches mm, look good. They look good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's not, at its fundamentals, it's not hard. It's just, I think a lot of people go into it with the expectation of it's... Well, it's a skill. Yes. You, and you, you, and you can not, cultivate that skill. Right. Or you can, you know, just have this, I am insta-good. At, yes. at said skill and, and that doesn't happen no. no well it doesn't happen no. it's you know and, and it happens very rarely to people who are prodigies at certain things but that's not the norm yeah no you know very few people are fantastic at something when they pick it up no and there's always i mean you're always improving you're always finding new ways to do something or um heck even like you know hold the needle a different way oh this is better like figure out oh my tension was off and now like it's a lot more comfortable um everything's it it, it is it come it gets easier with time as you practice as you do it. it's like any art um you know you're you're going to the more you do it the better you get at it um I mean, to follow up with your the thing about not knowing about crochet. Uh, so crochet is all one stitch. And it's just how many times you do that stitch on the needle before you get back to one stitch. Huh. 
but you're basically just yeah i was gonna that sounds wild i I crochet very poorly but i i yeah what i've seen it's like you're looking at single crochet double crochet and you're like (laughs) oh my god what it is like a three quarter crochet and it's like you wrap the yarn around it four times and then you just crochet that yarn until there's only one stitch left on it and that's it you're just you're just wrapping yarn and crocheting it. See, and I've heard a lot of people <laughs> say that crochet is actually easier than knitting, and I don't know if I buy it. Uh, I think it, it, I wouldn't say easier, but it's like, there, there is, the biggest thing about crochet, I think that that is where people kind of get that, is that if you drop a stitch, it, it doesn't really exist. You can't really drop a stitch and not notice it, because I guess I, maybe in Tunisian crochet, but... There's for, no live stitches. For the most part, yeah. It, you've got one stitch. If you drop it, it's because your hook fell out of it, and you could just pick it up and stick it back in there and start from where you were. Like, it's it's a lot easier. That's wild. To, uh, to do that. So in that case, yeah, that part's a bit easier. But, th- you know, it's got its own, like, all right, does this, you know, are you going into the right? I always go into the wrong chain stitch every single time. It does not matter whenever they're like, oh, go three chains from the hook. I'm like, this must be three chains from the hook. No, it's not. That's four chains from the hook or two chains from the hook. I can't count chains from the hook. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mess it up every time, every time I choose the wrong one. Um, stuff like that. Like, it, it's just, and then you realize when you get to the end of the row and you're like, ah, darn it. And you have to go back and, and fix it. It is a little bit easier to tink back because you basically just open you just it pull and pull yeah. until you get to the part you want to stop and then you just stick the hook back that in. That sounds so lovely. <laughs> that part is that cool. sounds that nice. Part is nice. I want that. I know, right? <laughs> As I'm sitting here tinking back four rows of two hundred and twenty eight stitches nice. per row, and it's part of I think why I was never good at uh, being like, oh, I should probably like pull back this entire row and knitting or tink back this entire row because I'm like, it takes too long. There's no I just patience. Pull it. Yeah, I just want to pull it. <laughs> I was going to say, um, you, you really don't know your preferences either with, um, when you start a new skill. Oh no. No. Yeah. Because, um, well, it's a lot of trial and error. Well, cause you learn from someone and you're learning their preferences, right? Yes. Yep. So you, whether you learn from someone in person or YouTube or anything, you're learning their preference. Yeah. Um, even if they're saying like, okay, well I'm going to show you how to do this stitch. They're showing you how they do that stitch. Correct. So it's, um, you you might learn that and then a couple years down the line you're like oh actually it's easier when i do this continental or it's easier if i drop this and then i pick it up later or whatever like there's a lot of different ways that you can do things and do certain stitches trial and error <laughs> trial and error yeah so. You know what's something a lot of people don't take into consideration too, especially when they're learning, because most people will learn on it's easier to learn on like a worsted or a bulky, but some people realize they actually like hate that, but they love working with like a fingering weight or mm-hmm. they love working with a super bulky and you don't really until you try it or find something that has that you wouldn't realize, oh, I actually do enjoy this because you're just thinking, oh, I don't like working with this particular weight or this particular fiber. Yeah. Preference. Um, mm-hmm. So it so it is that that's something that, you know, to be taken into consideration, too. Did you not like it because of the feel of it? Have you tried something that felt a little different? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can compare it to dancing. Not everybody likes to do the salsa, mm. but maybe you like to do the mambo. 
<laughs> I like doing the foxtrot. It's a great uh, analogy. No, I you know what it. I mean? Yes. Like it, it could be, you know. But Frank likes doing the bachata, and I'm not very good at it. Oh. Pat likes to do the sit and not dance. <laughs> Me too. No, you don't. You like to do the, I'm going to drag you down across the floor on the downbeat. I was in marching band, and that's all I can hear ever and ever. Amen. Your right foot goes down on the downbeat, and that's how you keep in step. Next time that we all have some sort of wedding or something, you guys need to watch us. Don't forget to look at the judges. It is a sight to behold. (laughs) It is a sight to behold. It's bad. It's terrible. I know I'm awful. I can't help it. Oh Somebody have an event so we can do dancing together. That's okay. I'm sitting there at concerts, like tapping to the time signature like a dumbass. <laughs> it's true. She does. I do. Oh my god. It's so bad. I wasn't even that great at band, but man, so stuff sticks to you. Hmm. Back, back to the topic. <laughs> so back to string theory. String theory. Yeah. So I think the the um, the whole gatekeeping situation also doesn't help the if it's difficult or not question because mm. there's also the element of people who feel that because you're not good at it immediately, you therefore don't belong in the community. Ah, back or, to the gatekeepers. Yeah. I see. yeah. It's yeah, like, you know, is, they, uh... it's, but I think it contributes to that whole difficult question for beginners because they go, okay, well, is it hard to do? And I'm like, well, it depends. It, if d- you it give depends a crap. on you as a person. <laughs> it really depends. Yeah. If you're somebody who like is seeking um, the approval of the community or like of others, to no, don't free, do that. don't because if you don't do that do then you can yourself. you can like spend that time doing your thing figuring it out and enjoying yourself and enjoying yourself instead we're of stressing about impressing other people we're all just trying to learn no it is i mean yeah. even what 15 to 20 years in we're I'm still all, everyone at this table is still learning new yeah. stuff like there's not there, to say we're like extremely exp- like can you say <laughs> no can i can't you- even say that with a straight oh, face do you, do you know me like, like could you even say, like even if even with all the years of experience that we have saying that we were experts would be uh i don't think anyone can unless you've like i don't know i feel like even like the the a person who we may look at and say you're an expert they would look at us and be like no i i have no idea i have no yeah. idea what i'm doing no yeah. guys and there's so much more like help aids and whatnot too that you have than like way back when when yeah. you just had books from the 40s um i'm not gonna lie i frequently hand tina my projects and i'm like i don't know what i did here like but no, it's like it's when like I was Google learning is the, your um, friend. What's that? The brioche. Oh, stitch. the brioche yeah. stitch. Yeah, yeah. I literally handed you my project, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but but the only difference with that is that I had done the brioche stitch a couple times. So it was the mm-hmm. that was literally the only difference. I am not an expert on brioche. See, no. see what happens. See what happens. You say, oh, like what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I feel like I. I feel like. We just look at other people and it's like, you have done this before, therefore you know something about it. Not like an expert, but... It got stuck. I think it's easy to put other people on a pedestal. Well, that's because they've already figured it out. Right. They have figured out the thing that you're still struggling with. Mm. Therefore, they can be asked a question. They can be asked. See, I have an issue because I... and, And this is like my brain, just the way that it works, is I have a very, very hard time 
wrapping my brain around a lot of things with knitting. And I get very frustrated when it's very obvious to other people what the problem is and I cannot figure it out. It's the same way I felt in math class. Yeah. Um, and there are times where I'll, I'll be like, I have no idea what's going on with this project. Um, and I'll show it to Jess and she'll be like, oh, this is easy. It's such and such and such and such. And I will literally be sitting there like, mm-hmm. I cannot understand this. And I'm getting frustrated with not with you, but with me. Because I no. cannot wrap my brain around what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. But I and see you can't use me though, because I'm sitting here like, you know, forty degrees of Kevin Bacon, like somehow this makes sense in my head. <laughs> Not six degrees. And forty. 40, 40. Degrees. I've gone around forty times and I'm like, oh yeah, this thing. And I listen to myself talk and I'm like, this makes no sense. Like I, <laughs> how do I make it make sense? Because it does, but it doesn't, and I can see why you're staring at me like that, because this is awful. And this is why I'm not a teacher. <laughs> see, I it's not you. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not yeah, I think I well. think Jess is a bad example, but. No, no, but, but it's like but almost she's like the a one self-conscious. I got. It's true. That's the it's thing. almost like a self-conscious thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's frustrating. Well, yeah. I imagine it's the way that, that people feel, like, if I'm trying to talk to my students and explain something that to me is, you know, rudimentary and they're not get I have this one kid and I love him to death, but like every time I try to explain something to him and I'm like, do you get it? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, I don't believe you. That wasn't a <laughs> that was not that does not inspire confidence in me, sir. Um, but I always do and it, it it makes me like not upset with him. It makes me upset with me because I'm like, how am I not explaining this to you in a way that you're getting? Um, but it is so frustrating when you you feel like this is not this should not be something that i i am struggling with but i am struggling with it and the problem is that it's that's just knitting or crafting in general you're not going to understand everything certainly not off the bat no but and sometimes too in, in those cases like you will put the project down and go back and be like oh well there it is yeah, and it'll make true. sense and sometimes it is all you need is kind of like take a step away take a breath and come back to it and then it's like oh okay wait there is an age old, uh, when I say age old, like 30 years, <laughs> an age old, age an old ancient, ancient proverb. proverb known by uh, coders, people who program, that if you are working on something and it keeps erroring out, walk away, take a 10 minute break and look at it again. That makes sense. And mm-hmm. suddenly... Ha-ha! You can apply that to so many different areas yeah, of your life. Really too. That's just good it's, life advice. Yeah, it's it's very common in the coding world but it to is, hear that. And it is very frustrating, though, because in the moment, you're like, I don't want to walk away. I want right. it to make sense because I want to do But sometimes your brain now. needs the break. Your brain needs that break to, like, refresh. That's also your hyperfixation, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait That's to take fair. a break from stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like, if oh, I, really? See, if I'm, if I'm going, if I'm in the zone... I get very frustrated if I can't. I never keep know at it. when the hyperfixation will die and then it'll just never get picked up again. Like well, that 10 minute break may become four years. So. This, this <laughs> is why I end up like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I got like two rows and the cast off. I'm going to do this tonight. And all of a sudden it's 1 a.m. and I'm just finishing <laughs> it. And I'm like, crap. It's a poor choice. Party of me. <laughs> it seemed like it was going so much faster. It was going to go so fast. I was going to finish this before I went to bed. <laughs> Shoot. We've all been there. (laughs) I can tell you, Meg, a time that I 
totally felt that way, which was that kind of self-conscious feeling was when I couldn't figure out how to do decreases on a hat. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like, I've done hats there's, before. There's, there's, I've done many hats. And there was a blog post that I was reading that was describing to me the math. Okay, like this is the math. And I'm like, okay. And I kept thinking I had it. And then yes. every time I gave it to Meg, she was like, no, I'm so I'm, sorry. it's not right. I'm it's so not sorry. Right. I felt so bad that day. And I, was I really like, did. I was like, no, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And then when I did the very vital beanie, I was like, I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. It Where's just clicked. <laughs> no, it just clicked. I was like, oh, that number is that number. And that number is that number. And that's how you do the decreases. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> that was and a I, day. I felt I was, so bad. I, I would really love to did. have an aha moment like that. <laughs> no, because like I was so concerned because after the seed dot, I yeah. was like, oh, I should never do a again. Because <laughs> I can't do the decreases. I can't figure it out without manually having someone do them until the math works. And then um, when I was doing the very vital, I was like, I was like, oh, man this doesn't make sense. Wait a second. This is why it doesn't make sense. Da-da. And now it makes sense. And then I sent it to the tech editor and she's like, you had one mistake. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, no. I had eight sizes and there was one mistake. That's not bad. I was that's so excited. excited. Good that's, for you. That's Give a good yourself statistic. a round of applause. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, but, uh, but it was, it was that aha moment. And then like, once you have the aha, then it's like, it's, it's like you were saying where then all of a sudden Jess is like, well, of course. Like, this. Whoa, this is totally like, makes sense. But it's like it doesn't translate until you have your aha moment. Yeah, right. And so the aha, aha moment is like, well, maybe later. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so a long story lunch. short. Be patient, and your aha moment will come. It will. <laughs> String theory is it difficult? Sometimes <laughs> it's difficult, even as a beginner, as an intermediate, as an expert. Yeah. It it's there's going to be moments. There's going to be moments. And you're going to have days. Oh, like I said, it's as difficult as you want it to be. Guys, not gonna lie, I've been doing crochet for a while. I picked up that knit project today, and I was like, I don't remember how to purl from a knit. Give me like, <laughs> give me like five minutes here for a second. Hold on, like it, literally, I'm like staring at the needles for like five minutes. Like, what was I doing? <laughs> What is this? Stuff? What does yarn in front mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> I did that when I, I took the break, my break from knitting, and then I was a, a few years ago, and then I like went back at it. I was like, how do I bind off? Oh, oh yeah, I gotta look that I up. I did that with time. casting on. I yes, like, no, I have too. I was sitting there with all my stitches, and I'm like. I have no idea what magic makes these stitches disappear, but, but Courtney. <laughs> but I know I've done it before. I know I've done it before. It's just going to come to me. Mine was like, like you cast on one stitch, and then the first like thing was to knit the one stitch, but I was like, do I knit it, or does the cast on count as a knit? Like, I'm not quite sure what to do with a one stitch cast on. It was a little weird. I knit it anyway. I figured I could just, you know, weave that end in and fix it if it looks stupid later. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to start this. You did a one stitch cast. On. Yeah, it was a one stitch cast. On. That's weird. Was, I have, I've seen those. It was before. a one kiss stitch on, and then it was you knit one, which was the right side. So I'm assuming I did it right. I don't know. And then the next, the next one was you make two. Or knit front and back. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then and then you started going and after that it started to make sense. But those first two rows after a one cast on, which I was like, I guess there's nothing fancy I can do. It's just gonna be a slip knot. I'm assuming that's right. I don't know. Looks right. <laughs> we're gonna call it good. Well, so long story short, none of us know what we're doing. We don't. <laughs> Uh, please do not listen to this podcast for actual skill uh, leveling up. The skill leveling up is does it? Oh no, you're right. on your own for that. You're on your own. Yeah, we're just here for the humor. Yep. It's yep. uh, it looks right to me, so we're gonna call it. Good. We're just we're just here to keep you company while you knit, your, knit and crochet your project sets. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. If you if you learn anything from this, I mean, power to you. Yeah. Power to you. So. I hope it's something about yourself. Message us and let us know what you learned, and maybe we can listen to it again and learn from it. <laughs> the real things we gained were the friends we made along the way. Aww. But I was already friends with you guys. Well, then you gained nothing. <laughs> <laughs> from the top rope. That was amazing. Savage. <laughs> I don't have many moments there, you know, savage moments, but yeah. That's it for this week's topics. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our Patreon or our website at partofmystash.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the more laughs, tears, and Drea yeah. at Pardon My Stash. Do, 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 do.